before we begin this episode of the Debated Podcast, I think it's worth addressing what has happened today and yesterday in Ukraine. The people of Ukraine have been invaded by one of the worst dictators that Europe has seen in many decades. If you feel that you need to support the people of Ukraine, then I would suggest that you send donations to the following causes and charities. Come Back Alive, Global Giving, the International Committee of the Red Cross, Nova Ukraine, Revived Soldiers Ukraine, Save the Children, Sunflowers of Peace, Support Hospitals in Ukraine, the Kiev Independent, Ukraine Humanitarian Fund, United Help Ukraine, and Voices of Children. All of these are important organisations, and your money will help the people of Ukraine fight one of the most pernicious and vile dictators that we have ever seen. On with the episode. Dude! We are going to energise the country. We need to wake up and smell the coffee. The independence case is a powerful one. Another future's possible, but we've got to fight for it. Order! Welcome to the Debated Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Will. And in this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Adam Richardson from Direct Democracy UK. Uh, their website is directdemocracyuk.org. Welcome to the podcast, Adam. Hi, Will. Good to talk to you today. Um, it's great to have you on, Adam. So the first question that I'd like to ask is, um, what is the purpose behind Direct Democracy UK? Well, Direct Democracy UK is um, a platform party or maybe a, a hybrid party, as um, some people would refer to it as. Um, we are um, not a single issue party like say the Brexit party was. Um, but really we are just hoping to establish an awareness of alternative systems of democracy. Um, ones that I believe are much needed in this country and that um, systems of democracy that would bring um, much greater autonomy um, and freedom of choice um, to the citizens of the UK. Mm -hmm. So um, when you say obviously gr greater autonomy and, and freedom of choice, what, what exactly do you um, specifically mean by, by, by greater autonomy or, or freedom of choice? Sure. So um, the UK's current system uh, of politics is um, a parliamentary monarchy with representative democracy, mm -hmm. um, the representatives being um, MPs. And unfortunately, it has failed. Um, if it fails us every day, there are so many points of failure from the disgusting displays at PMQs to uh, the, cor the corruption of politics by moneyed lobbyists, mm -hmm. some of them Russian. And it is just ill-equipped um, to respond to the pressing needs of ordinary citizens um, in digging us out of the hole that 40 years of neoliberalism has, has got us into. It's, uh, it's, it's an alternative system of politics, government and lawmaking. Um, it's not a failed ideology from the past. Um, it would be a paradigm shift for the institutions and citizens of the UK. And I think it would be um, a positive one because, uh, as I say, it would bring more democracy to citizens, um, not less. I think anyone engaging in a good faith argument um, would have to agree that that is a good thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
in terms of the actual change that this would make to the lives of ordinary people um, in the UK, I mean, can you just give us a picture of what it would be like if the change that you were obviously advocating for were made to um, the British political system? Sure. Well, um, we would seek to uh, upgrade the political system in the UK to one that resembles um, the Swiss model of direct democracy. Mm -hmm. um, now, that is the most uh, trusted system um, of uh, democracy um, in the world. Um, if I can just go on a sidetrack about uh, the, the, the Swiss model. Yes, um, of so direct democracy is not purely theoretical. Um, it's been the system of government in Switzerland for decades. Um, the Swiss can tra trace it back to the 1840s. Um, so despite its uh, outstanding natural beauty, uh, Switzerland um, is not a utopia. It has many of the problems that um, small European nations do. However, in a, in a survey of the 40 rich nations, the OECD, uh, the organization for economic cooperation and development, found that on average, 42% of people express confidence in government. But in Switzerland, which came first, the rate was 75%. And in the seven years since um, the previous survey, confidence levels have ridden, risen there by 12 points, while they have fallen by an average of 3% elsewhere. Now, George Monbiot writes in Out of the Wreckage, quote, what possible reason might Swiss citizens have to vest so much confidence in their public institutions? It is simple. To a greater extent than the people of any other nation, they exercise control over their institutions. The great constitutional question, where should sovereignty reside, in parliament or the people, has been decisively resolved in favour of the people. The overall effect is to encourage public engagement with politics, high levels of political information and reasoned debate. Still more important is the sense of political ownership the system fosters. People perceive that government belongs to them. So that is just an idea of the current Swiss model that I think the UK could benefit in moving towards. Now, um, specifically, what is different about the Swiss model is that um, the people um, are able to um, directly influence lawmaking. Mm -hmm. That's done in a variety of um, mechanisms, but the one that's um, most understandable is referendums. Um, so um, the, um, the, uh, the, the uh, people of, uh, of Switzerland um, can vote uh, on up to four occasions annually on up to 15 different issues that could lead to changes in Swiss law. You can vote at the ballot box by post or even vote online in some of the Swiss cantons. Mm -hmm. That's, that's yep. their name for states. Um, so since 1990, um, referendums have been held on such issues as building nuclear power stations and railways, controlling immigration, abolishing the army, um, shortening working hours, and open, opening up electricity markets. So back to Direct Democracy UK, um, we would seek to implement a gradual transition 
to a model that more closely resembled the, the Swiss model of direct democracy. Mm-hmm. So an early focus would be to institute an annual referendum day. And on that day, eligible voters um, can vote on five issues of law that current lawmakers, um, for reasons I hope, I hope we go on to discuss, mm-hmm. are, unwilling, are unwilling to address. So issues like legalized euthanasia, decriminalizing cannabis, bringing utility companies into public ownership, nationalizing rail services, and yes, controlling immigration. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things I'm sort of interested in um, related um, to the website is that you, you say quite explicitly on the website um, that you would like to um, get, get rid of um, MPs completely, to get to get rid of um, members of the, the, the House of Commons and replace the UK's current system with one, as you mentioned, of direct democracy. But of course, in Switzerland, they, they do still have um, elected representatives and they do still have politicians. So w- what you're proposing is going somewhat further than the, the Swiss system, isn't it? It is, yes. Um, I think the Swiss model is uh, technically um, semi-direct democracy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, um, uh, um, the Swiss, um, Switzerland, um is a um, on the surface um it's a typical um uh, bicameral uh, federal state with the president um as a head of state um mm-hmm. bicameral is the use of a upper and a lower house for lawmaking um however as outlined in this in the swiss constitution um sovereignty resides with the people who um exercise supreme political power um and that constitutional right plays out in their form of direct democracy. Um, So yes, um, the uh, Swiss model still um, involves uh, representatives of democracy. Um, What we are interested in at um, Direct Democracy UK is is, is a gradual change. Mm -hmm. Um, we're uh, We're not seeking revolutionary change. Um, we would like to see a, a transition to this, the, the Swiss model and annual referendums um, on issues that people really care passionately about but are mm-hmm. unable to do anything about via the, their current representatives, the MPs in this country. Um, so I would hope to see that um, instigated in, in my lifetime. Um, and then I think... As technology evolves um, and society evolves, uh, I would hope um, that we would move to a position where society would accept that MPs were no longer necessary, that these representatives of democracy, these representatives of the people, have unfortunately been um, completely captured by lobbyists and moneyed interests uh, and really do not uh, represent um, the, the the citizens of the UK. Um, it's um, really the quintessential delusion of representative democracy is that um, your MP represents your beliefs, your opinions, your choices um, in the Houses of Parliament. 
Mm. Um, now, and, and you, you, you mentioned just a moment ago about um, wanting to obviously have referendums on particular issues, whether that be uh, the decriminalisation of cannabis, legalisation of euthanasia, etc. And um, it's clear, obviously, from, from, from speaking to you and, and looking at the, the website, that certainly um, the, the approach has been influenced by some of the, some of the uh, thinkers that are on um, the left. But of course, a, a situation in, in, in which you would have um, referendums like that would obviously be utilised by people who are uh, politically to the right of, of um, you and, and, and your group. I mean, how would you react if we were in a referendum situation and there was a referendum on, say, uh, the death penalty, which is, of course, one that is continually brought up if, if we were to have another referendum? I mean, would you be at all worried that a system like the one that you're advocating for could be misused um, by a, 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 a particular group to not progress um, Britain in, in, in a way that perhaps you and other um, members of your organisation would agree with, but in fact push Britain uh, back into a, a different direction? Um, of course, um, I understand that point. And um, our website um, tries to um, address um, those kind of questions. Um, there is a, a long road ahead of us um, on this issue mm -hmm. because what we suffer from in this country is a massive democratic deficit. So um, one of the things that um, we believe would be required first in order to establish a positive model of direct democracy is for there to be a, a written codified constitution Mm -hmm. So, um, Britain is one of the, um, the UK is one of the few countries on earth without a written codified constitution. Um, we um, have operated for century, uh, we've operated for centuries um, on what some people describe as the good chap theory of politics. Mm. Um, and I'm afraid that in our age of crises and collapse um, that no longer works. Um, the most vivid illustration of that was the um, 2019 uh, illegal um, prorogation of parliament. Mm. So the um, initial establishment of a, um, a codified written constitution um, would enshrine in, in unchangeable law um, crucial points of human rights, such as um, um, there, there being um, no capital punishment uh, in the state. So, um, yeah, as I say, um, there's a, a long road ahead to perfecting direct democracy, but it, um, one of the crucial steps on the way would be a codified written constitution that would um, permanently outlaw such crucial matters of life and death, such as uh, capital punishment. Mm -hmm. um, what, one of the things I'm also interested in is um, obviously a, a great deal um, of, of what we've been discussing has been related to Westminster politics and obviously um, members of parliament in Westminster. But I mean, how do you think the change that you're advocating for would impact um, uh, more local levels of uh, democratic representation. So, for example, 
councils, whether they be um, parish, uh, borough or metropolitan uh, elected mayors. I mean, what would happen to them in a, a change to the system that you're advocating for? Would they be um, done away with as such or would they be um, found some role in a changed system? Sure. Um, that's a great question. Um, so in our current political situation, um, forms of direct democracy um, are likely to gain a foothold first at the local level. And um, there is a wonderful, um, clear example of, of, of this in a movement that's called flat pack democracy. Mm -hmm. um, so um, in um, the last few years, um, the, the members of um, flat pack democracy um, were able to um, achieve um, control of, of their local council, um, the town called Froome in Somerset. Um, so these were just ordinary citizens um, of the people of Froome who were fed up with um, their local party politics, who um, they saw uh, as unable to respond to uh, the needs and the demands of, of local citizens um, as their hands were tied by the party politics um, of, of the national level. Um, so, yeah, um, Peter McFadgen, um, who is the originator of uh, flat pack democracy, uh, he decided to do something about that. Um, and slowly but surely uh, in the last 10 years, um, Peter and his followers have um, gained control of, um, of Froome C County Council. And they are responding to um, the local citizens' needs with an approach that is um, akin to, to direct democracy. Um, they're not beholden to um, the, the whims of... Um, how party politics are playing out um, at the national level, and um, they are—they've um, th proven to be um, exceedingly popular um, with their local uh, residents, as as they are, um, as as they continue to to prove that, um, like a, a party politics-free or like a um, a, um, a post-ideological platform. Um, outside of party politics, is uh, is responding to the needs um, of the local citizens um, better than any of the previous parties were. In in terms of the sort of like the the popularity of um, the ideas that obviously you're advocating for, I mean, how popular do you think that they would be with the the general public? I mean, what kind of reaction have you have you already got from from members of the public to? what you've been doing at Direct Democracy? Um, so uh, when I started um, Direct Democracy UK um, in 2020, um, I was amazed to find that there were, um, there were a few um, contemporaries. Um, mm -hmm. There is um, um, a, an organization um, called PA, uh, that's the People's Administration, and there's an organization called ENACT, and um, 
all three of us are um, advocating for um, various models uh, of direct democracy UK. Um, there's obviously quite um, uh, a strong following um, online for the people who, uh, the people around the world who are interested in how um, technology could um, uh, positively influence um, politics. So we are um, a small but um, growing movement. Obviously, I can attest to that uh, firsthand in, in only really operating for, for two years. Um, so, yeah, we are um, the citizens of the UK, like many democracies around the world, um, we live in a complicated um, society and uh, media environment where um, consent is, is manufactured, really. Um, the um, current political situation of rival party politics has, is, is it's really denigrated to the level of um, rival teams. And um, that is, a, that is um, equates to a business model uh, for the media and the press. Uh, which enables them to sell more papers. Um, so while, um, unfortunately, the vast majority of citizens are, are caught up in things like manufactured, cult uh, manufactured culture wars, um, while um, real power exists elsewhere um, and is managed by, you know, vested interests, the, the establishment, political elites so um we exist to um, um educate and enlighten people um that there is an alternative to representative democracy um it is direct democracy we can get there slowly and gradually and respectfully um but um as we state on our website um our our true goal um, in the long run um, is to simply replace um, MPs um, with the true wills of the people. Now, you, you mentioned obviously technology um, there, and that's something that obviously plays a great part in uh, democracy at the moment. But of course, technology has also been used by certain groups. I'm thinking particularly in the United States with the uh, Republican Party um, to undermine democracy, suggesting that the Dominion voting machines, which were used in the 2020 presidential election, would somehow been hacked. Obviously, that's complete rubbish, but it's something that a lot of um, people in the United States believe. I mean, how do we tackle um, the ways in which particular political parties or particular individuals attempt to use technology against the democratic system and in, in, in some ways attempt to um, undermine the usage of technology in democracy? Yes, so obviously technology is, is, is just a tool. Um, it can be used um, for good or ill. Um, the, um, on the specific point of um, the uh, controversy in the US uh, over um, the Dominion voting machines. Um, unfortunately, um, I think that's been um, 
pro uh, proven to be um, nonsense um, as associated with uh, the QAnon movement. Um, but um, worryingly, um, the Republican Party um, have um, seen fit to um, um, fall into these these uh, lies and, and conspiracies. Unfortunately, um, the Republican Party has has established the um, political tools to achieve minority rule, um, the gerrymandering of districts, the control of local local administrations, the county the county election boards, the certification of votes for the um, electoral college. Um, mm. Enough of these political uh, positions are now held by Trump loyalists who, who believe that the only free and fair elections are the ones that they win. Mm. Um, I think in 10 years' time, US democracy will be about as free and fair uh, as Russia's. And that has terrifying consequences um, for a, a stable international order. Um, I think that the um, polarization um, in the US is, is, is a consequence of um, unrepresentative um, democracy. Um, the, uh, um, the Senate um, has been um, completely captured by um, moneyed interests. Um, it costs millions to um, effectively run for the Senate. And um, we've seen um, we've seen so far in, in the Biden administration how um, beholden um, certain representatives are to their um, um, to their corporate benefactors. Um, even when just uh, trying to achieve something um, as everyday as as an as an infrastructure bill, um, so yes, the U.S. is uh, is in a bad state at the moment, and and the future looks um, quite uncertain. And I, I fear the same for this country as well. And it it all comes back to um, the the need for more democracy, not less. The um, the um, insurrection at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th and um, the ongoing um, um, polarization um, and arguments um, over, over Brexit in this country, um, they're all really, um, I, I see that, that they all really stem from um, the... Um, undemocratic nature of, of the current systems. Mm. The, um, the Brexit referendum in, in particular, um, it was the un, it was the unsealing of a valve. It was the popping of a cork. There was so much pent up um, desire for um, more control uh, and, and, and accountability and um, just just freedom um, of of choice and autonomy uh, and that people wanted in their in their in their day to day lives. There's various arguments on on both sides about whether people um, really knew what they were voting for, um, and obviously um, people are now starting to use hindsight um, uh, by way of, of of proving that. But it just comes back to 
the fact that um, people have so much control over their lives um, in most other areas, except when it comes to politics and lawmaking. Um, and that just leads to frustration and, and resentment, like the violent, violent outbursts in America, uh, and increasingly uh, the um, the the high temperature um, uh, situations we're seeing um, outside and inside um, the Houses of Parliament. Mm. You mentioned um, Russia a moment ago, and of course, as we're we're speaking now, there has been um, a Russian invasion of. Ukraine at the moment, there seems to be reports of Russian forces attempting uh, to, to gain control of the Ukrainian capital. Now, I mean, obviously, this is a, a, a terrifying moment, both for those who are living in Ukraine and for people around the world. What do you think this invasion says about the state of world politics and in particular uh, Russia's attitude to the West of the world. Sure. So, I'm, I'm no foreign policy expert, so I'll, I'll focus on on the issues um, related to democracy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the thoughts and prayers to the Ukrainian people won't really cut it anymore. Now, um, we need massive, tangible acts of of um, solidarity and sympathy. Um, yeah, over over 100 Ukrainians uh, have died in the first few days of conflict, and um, the footage and the pictures um, coming out uh, in the press are are horrendous. Um, but unfortunately, this is symptomatic of of the um, age of collapse um, we are now in. Um, I think it's important to note that there there are protests in Russia right now mm. uh, against the invasion um, and we must support these protests um, as best we can. Mm. Uh, I can't believe that Putin enjoys the support uh, of a majority of Russian people and uh, now um, they put up with him like like one would a, t- a dictator. Uh, they try their best to go about their daily lives um, in a country in which democracy is a sham and uh, corruption is endemic. Um, I'm a, a student of um, Peter Pomerantsev. Um, his book, Not, Nothing is True and Everything is Possible, um, is the most uh, readable guide uh, to what has happened um, in Putin's Russia. Um, the bewildering kaleidoscope of, of culture and politics uh, created by uh, Vladislav Surkov mm-hmm. um, is one of the tools that's kept uh, Putin in power for so long. Um, but crucially, that managed democracy is is spreading West. Um, and um, we're, we're seeing that in, um, in the things we've already talked about um, in, in the US. And um, we're seeing that uh, in the UK as well. Um, there's um, gerrymandering uh, of districts in the UK. There's um, manufactured culture wars. Um, there's um, en- as enemies of the people, uh, as as the press w- would put it. And we um, have a prime minister in Boris Johnson who has recently become the first in history to be questioned under caution. So the illiberalism and the um, age of impunity um, only really continues to grow. And yeah, it's it's terrifying for world peace. Mm. 
Um, well, we're coming towards the end of the podcast, Adam. It's been great to have you on, and I have one final question. Now, of course, in this podcast, we've been discussing um, Direct Democracy UK and the democratic uh, system in the UK, as well as in other countries. But if you could make one change to the society in the UK, to, 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 to British society, that wasn't uh, directly related to democracy, uh, what change do you think you would make? Um, that is a very hard question because <laughs> how is uh, everything not related to um, <laughs> politics um, and, and democracy? Um, I would come back to um, a codified and written constitution. Um, I think that um, this country can no longer um, continue with um, the the good chap um, theory of politics. Um, and um, we've there's been recent examples around the world where um, um, writing um, a constitution um, has really helped um, to um, bring the country together. Um, in Iceland, uh, following economic collapse in 2008, um, the crowdsourcing of a written constitution began, um, began with people sitting down to talk about their basic values that they that they shared with, with their neighbours. Um, so, by and large, the, um, the the drafting of the Icelandic constitution was not done by um, constitutional law experts. It was done um, by mem members of, uh, of the public. Um, the, uh, uh, they were selected by ballot, as uh, so it included uh, farmers, truck, truck drivers, pastors, filmmakers, students, um, and a director of a local art, muse of a art museum. Um, the conversations took place in town halls and on social media, um, and um, the resulting Icelandic Constitution um, Council um, opted um, um, to change so many things um, about the country uh, in, a, in, a, in a positive in a positive way, um, not least in um, um, the crucial protection of um, the endangered Icelandic environment. Well, I think that that's a, a great answer to the question, Adam, and I'm sure that there will be many people listening who will agree with that answer thank you once again for coming on to the podcast if people want to find out more about you and about direct democracy uk where should they go to find out more about you and direct democracy uk our website is directdemocracyuk.org um, and of course we are on twitter you can follow us at direct demos uk at direct d-e-m-o-s uk Fantastic. Thank you once again for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Will. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you've enjoyed it, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbeam and Amazon Music. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Debated Podcast, like us on Facebook, Debated Podcast, and if you'd like to get in touch with us, whether about appearing on an episode of the podcast or commenting on an episode that you've listened to, you can do so at the Debated Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I hope you listen to the next one.